Welcome to the Spartan News. I'm Army Master Sergeant Thomas Wheeler, your host for today's episode. In today's special episode, we talk with New York Army National Guard soldiers who were on the scene within hours of the attacks on the Twin Towers on September 11, 2001. Master Sergeant Edgar Ponce and Lieutenant Colonel Kabrit Singh were both in New York City on September 11, 2001, and were involved in the recovery and response efforts in and around Ground Zero. This is their experience in their words. My name is Master Sergeant uh, Edgar A. Ponce. I'm the Class 9 Expediter for uh, Task Force Spartan. Uh, back at the time, I was a young E5. I was a recovery specialist. Uh, for, I was with the HSC 101 Cab out of Staten Island, New York. When and where did you find out about the attacks? Well, at the time, uh, I was uh, working as a technician out at CSMSB out of Staten Island. It's right, right, right in the same lot as the, uh, as the armory. We were having a class, actually, and when it happened, uh, one of the uh, techs came into the floor and said there was a huge accident that happened in the city, and we were thinking, you know, hey, what kind of accident? Then a couple of guys came in and they said, hey, a plane hit one of the towers. So we're thinking maybe it was a small, small plane. You know, I was like, wow. So as we're going through the class, another guy comes in and everybody's running to the break room because uh, we're sitting in the office is a large glass office and they're, they're running, there are guys running outside and it's like, this can't be a small plane. There's somebody came in, came in and said a, uh, said a jet hit one of the towers. And we were like all surprised. It was six of us in the class. We got up, we ran outside in the parking lot. You could see, not the city slime, but you can see the, the smoke coming up. There was the guys in the, on the, on the roof of the building and there's a big commotion going on. Guys in the break room trying to pull in to watch the news, the news of what's going on and uh, everyone's getting shocked. So, because the armory is right across the street, a lot of the guys were first responders, police officers. They were coming into the armory, uh, hearing of what's, what was going on, and a lot of the uh, uh, service members were right from right there within, within the area, so already at the armory when, that, when it happened. And everything just took off uh, from there. It was just a big commotion once we found out, when, that was when, when we heard about the first plane uh, hit. By the time we found out a second plane that hit, we were already getting personnel out into, into, the, into the city to, to, to assist. When exactly did you arrive on site? Oh, we got there later in the evening. By about 1800, we were there because uh, we were the last group to leave the armory. Uh, we split into two groups. Uh, actually, it was one of the groups that ended up going into the ferry, uh, the Staten Ferry into the city. And that was uh, quite a sight because we were used to seeing the towers. When we took the ferry into the city and there were, all you see was smoke. So when you saw that, what was your initial reaction? Uh, it was a lot of mixed emotions uh, um, uh, because earlier in that year, February, my family was also they were visiting here, and uh, uh, we actually were at the tower. And just uh, my mom, it was her second visit to the city, and she had taken some pictures with some of the vendors there because there was a there was a young lady she met that happened to be from the islands as well, and she took a picture with her, and all and all those memories, those things just came flooding, and people that we knew that were that worked there. It was, it was, it was a hard to take. It was hard, you could, uh, it was just difficult to take, but we had a job to do. And what was your role during the response? So when we first got there, uh, we got there with the first responders. We were assigned to responders that are going into to the search. Um, so there was a staging area where we were, we were briefed on what they were looking for. If we saw something, we'll call one of the actual uh, responders or paramedics and they'll recover whatever was there. 
So we did that for the first initial days and then uh, afterwards we were pulled back and just uh, provided uh, perimeter security. And then for the following three weeks after that, we secured the whole area around uh, Battery Park, all that area was, was secured. But the first few days we were there within the, with the site itself. Describe the scene. The scene from when we first got there is disbelief, chaotic. It was difficult for most of us who hadn't experienced anything like that at all. And to but for all of those that had been to, to the building and visited the towers uh, to see what, what just ha had taken place, it was, it, was, it, was, it was difficult to take. But like I said, we had a job to do, a lot of mixed emotions, especially at night when we got together. Sometimes we kind of tried to play a tough role, but at night when you sit there thinking what, 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 what is going to happen, and members uh, or fellow soldiers that had family members there, that we really needed each other to just to, just to make it through. I said it was difficult times. As you got into doing the response, describe what your average day was like. Well, the uh, first couple of days as we were assisting with the, with the search teams uh, there, uh, then it got to be a little too, too risky because all the people were, were coming in, so we had to set up a security uh, perimeter. And we started setting that up. And that got to be kind of uh, trying as well because uh, people looking for family members, uh, you're trying to calm them. You really don't have a lot of information then we didn't have really good comms as well, and people trying to get information. So what happened, we had to push people further and, and further and further out. And it, it, it got very tenacious at, at times, trying to deal with, with personal, knowing the, the emotions of what's going on. I'm trying to comfort them, as, but at the same time, let them realize, you know, we can't let you go in here. People have a, there's a, there's a job needs to get, to get done, and if we, if we let more people in there, it's just gonna create chaos. Uh, it's, it's a little difficult. Uh, eventually, after the, we did that, Following the two months there, we, we did bridge, securing the bridges and the tunnels. And uh, that kind of pulled us away from that a little bit, but we, we, we needed that break from there. So as someone who got a chance to work with, you know, the civilian first responders, how did it make you feel to see everybody working together? Uh, that, um, we had, I'd say for us, because I had worked on various um, state active duty missions, but to see something like this on a larger scale, it, it's the, uh, the communication, having people step up to really lead a team of, of, of various because uh, it wasn't just the national guard you had air, airmen as well marines that came that came in and showed up out of, of nowhere and then to pull those teams together and work was really inspiring to see that and then how to divide the groups to make it more to make it more more efficient from those i took a lot of things that has helped me through my to, through my career as getting people to work together but that's was one of the big takeaways of getting such a diverse span of personnel from different all different branches areas and actually get them to go, to work together for those for the common cause and how did that make you feel very proud to, to be there uh it was difficult internally feeling and knowing the area but seeing that uh we could come together uh to make the best of the situation uh to help what we could there was and also get information to personnel out there because their people wanted answers there's not too much we can give them but at least we can Getting to, get to the right people to get them their answers that they, that they needed. So there was a bit of relief in that overall. Describe what the overall mood was from um, all the, the responders. Uh, there was a, in the beginning, there was a lot of anger, sadness, of course. Um, uh, with the guys uh, that I was with, the group of those, there was, there, was, there was a lot of anger, of course. And sometimes, at, it got a little uh, tense, but you have to have that restraint because there's a job. Uh, there was a job to, to to be done there and then and there. 
Uh, but there were so many tense moments. It's just a mix, uh, the mixed emotions. But talking to each other did help uh, alleviate some of, those, some of those things. How do you think this experience has affected you? Uh, I think about it sometimes. Uh, one of the things that stood out when during my mom, she kept a picture uh, from when she visited. And when, during Hurricane Maria, the, uh, she lives on the Virgin Islands. They had got, the house got damaged, a lot of stuff was damaged, but she lost that picture. To her, that was her connection to what had happened there, and she couldn't find it. Those are, those are small things that give you a connection to, to, to get there. For me, is being there, um, some of the rules that I work, that I work with that, that, were, that, that were there, it sticks with me. I think about it sometimes. When I was first sergeant at uh, 258, we went there. I hadn't gone to the site for quite a while, uh, and we had a, uh, a, an event there uh, that the unit was sponsoring, and I went there, and I hadn't been down there uh, to visit a memorial in a very long time. And it's quite an eerie feeling, but it felt good to see what, what, is, what is done with it so that it can be remembered and the memories kept. My plan is when I get back to take the family there and, and, and visit. So it's a tough question. What does 9-11 mean to you? I would say to rebuild, to persevere after a tragedy, because you can go through some rough times, uh, hit some, some, some very uh, tough points, but we can make it through. Uh, having the right support, the right people around you, you can rebuild and move forward and make something better uh, out of it. But the main thing out of it is that never forget what inspired you to get you, to get you there to that point. Lieutenant Colonel Gurpreet Singh. I'm the uh, 42nd Headquarters Headquarters Battalion Commander. And uh, during 9-11, during that time frame, I was a uh, specialist Singh uh, in the 69th uh, Regiment in New York City. When and where were you when you first found out about the attacks? I was driving to school. Uh, I was in college, in John Jay College. I was on the 59th Street Bridge when uh, all of a sudden all the cars stopped. Uh, and I was trying to figure out what the commotion was and uh, stepped out and I noticed everyone facing to the left at that time because you had to enter from Queens to Manhattan and the towers were to the left of that. Uh, when I popped out, I uh, noticed everyone facing left and decided to look the same direction. Next thing you know, I saw a whole bunch of smoke up in the uh, high rises uh, in the far distance. So I was on the 59th Street Bridge. And when did you arrive uh, on, on site after you realized it was going on? I arrived at the scene the same day that it happened, just hours after uh, the airlines uh, crashed into the uh, Twin Towers. And what was your initial response? I mean, what, what was your initial feelings? I guess at that time, the uh, initial feelings, it, it wasn't really about feelings. It was more about something happened and we needed to rescue uh, civilians uh, and provide that initial response, that help. It had less to do with feelings and more about help helping the uh, situation at hand uh, that was taking place. And what was your initial reaction? So at that time, we didn't know it was an attack. Uh, it was a airliner that went into uh, the towers and something had happened. Uh, the initial reaction was, how, do, how can we help? You know, how, what can we do or what can I do to help? So that initial reaction was just a, uh, a, a you know, first instance of a soldier. Uh, responding straight to the Armory and uh, reporting to the, to, to the uh, 69th Army and saying, hey, something happened, are, are we getting activated? It was more of a feeling that at that moment was, how can we help? And when you arrived on the scene, when you arrived at the Armory, um, describe this. So arriving at the Armory, everyone was staring at the television. 
Um, I, w I was trying to remember exactly what happened, but I went straight to my locker room. At that time, you know, we had cages that blocked off the, the, the uh, locker room. So all, all the gear was in the locker room. So uh, I went downstairs, uh, I believe it's the readiness NCO, and I asked for a uniform. And uh, there was uh, uh, a maintenance suit, like one of those large overall suits. And someone uh, had a pair of extra boots. I just put it on and uh, was just told to stand fast and stand guard in front of the armory. So I kind of provided security in the front gate for the initial response, which just provide security for the armory if anything uh, were to happen. And when did you first go down to the scene? I can't pinpoint exactly, but it, it was, it, it had to be close to seven or eight hours later and we went straight to the battery, battery park, uh, at which point that's where we set up our command post uh, for the 69th. And can you describe what, what the scene was like there? Uh, very chaotic is the best term I can describe because we were trying to grasp what happened, how do we make sense of all this, and um, where do we start uh, was, was really uh, the scene at that, at that time. And once everything started to kind of you know, come to light, we, we kind of got, okay, this is the plan, this is what we're going to be doing to respond. What was your role at that point? At that point, uh, once uh, the command post was settled, it was to provide general purpose forces uh, for search and recovery uh, and, and, and provide that aspect of it. And then I was also the uh, radio operator. So I was communicating with soldiers down, down at Ground Zero from Battery Park. Uh, whenever I was not part of the search and recovery team, I was, I was the uh, RTO uh, for the 69th, uh, the command post. So that was kind of basically what I was doing was between RTO, general purpose, search and recovery. When you were part of the search and recovery, so you, I, you had to go down to the actual scene. That, that's a tough one. Um, explain what some of the things were that you were, you were doing down there and describe that scene. Uh, it was primarily helping uh, uh, reinforcing the local first responders. We, we were just trying to uh, lit, you know, hear listen to anything, any cry for help at that time. Um, we were just trying to look for people, see if, see if there was any survivors. Uh, and that was mainly our, our focus, our goal. And that's the best, best way I can just, it was just looking for survivors. And what were some of the things you were feeling at the time, emotions? I, I guess because it was my first time experiencing something like that, you know, being a, a young soldier, it was more of a shock. Um, it was um, it, it was just shocking that something like this could happen uh, in New York City, let alone the United States. That was really what was going through my mind. That it was incredible in the sense of the it was great leadership, and great effort, great teamwork um, that helped us kind of push through that uh, that first wave of shock. Describe the the mood at that time. Felt lonely, at least from from my point of view. So when you were as part of the recovery team, you were working with civilian first responders, right? other service members. Seeing everybody coming together, what was that like? It felt like a family, you know, you, you didn't know the person to the left of you or to the right of you, but you knew you were working towards the same goal, the same end state. Uh, one was to obviously search and recover, but the biggest thing was, you know, uh, I, I there was a lot of engineers down there and, you know, and a lot of them were not only just focused on the search and recovery, but when are we going to rebuild? You know, that was 
that was their their, their other focus, uh, which was pretty interesting. It was pretty mo um, motivating to hear the fact that, you know, we're not here to just search and recover, but how, how are we going to move to the next step of, of rebuilding? Did it instill any level of pride to know how well or how everybody came together? You didn't realize it then. Um, uh, I didn't because, again, being a, a young soldier who's just more of, you know, I'm here to help. But after, a couple of weeks later, being at home and seeing everyone kind of progress to the event, uh, it did create a sense of pride and uh, patriotism, right? So it's, uh, it did create a, a huge sense of pride that I was part of that team, um, that I was down there helping search and recover and rescue uh, folks that were affected by 9-11. How do you think it affected you overall, the whole experience? I don't know how to answer that. I, I, how did it affect me? It, 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 it helped me be, be a better leader, you know, going from a listener to an officer, that it's okay to show emotions. You are a leader and, you know, you're supposed to separate your emotions from, from, from uh, your soldiers to make sure, you, you know, you're strong, you're brave. All those things that go along with being a leader, but it's okay to show emotions because that also shows that you care. You're a, human, you're a human being. And when soldiers see that, that also affects uh, them and how they see you as a leader and they respect you more. Um, and I guess yeah, that's... So they also know it's, not, it's, it's nothing wrong with them showing their emotions. Right, so. and, and that's another thing. And it, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, showing your emotions makes them feel comfortable and say it's okay to show their emotions that, uh, like I said, we're, we're all human beings, you know, and, and, and it creates a sense of pride and, and a team. What does 9-11 mean to you? I know we were just talking about this. I guess the word that I was trying to come up with was more patriotic, but patriotic could be defined in, in, in uh, numerous ways. Patriotic in the sense of, you know, I was a soldier. I had the ability to respond. I had the ability to be the first responder with the other responders being, uh, being patriotic, being able to provide search and rescue efforts, uh, the ability to do that, but also patriotic in the sense of being part of that team, other responders, um, and focusing on, on the end state of, of uh, recovering from that uh, disaster. It wasn't just rebuilding structures, but it was re how do we rebuild as, as, as humans, as, as a population, as, as New Yorkers, right? How do we recover from something like this? Um, but it is shocking that it's, uh, you know, it's been 19 years. <laughs> you mentioned it, but, uh, you know, you don't realize uh, that it hasn't left you until you're asked the questions. It wasn't until now that it, it brought back memories. Can't believe it. I really thought I forgot about all this. When you talk about, you know, the type of emotions uh, I went through or, or the emotions I had um, during the event, I, it wasn't, you know, at that time you didn't feel any emotions um, because you didn't know what was going on, you know. It was, what did I need to do to help the situation, no matter what it was, whether it, whether it was a terrorist attack or not. It was more of, oh my God, something happened, they need our help. Uh, and it was just that, you know, sense of pride of, okay, I have the ability to help and how can I help? So. Thank you for joining us for this special episode of the Spartan News. 
please take the time to remember and honor those we lost during the attacks on September 11, 2001. And please keep their families in your thoughts.